Yes, you've arrived at the Legend Podcast at DaxMyHand.com. How did I become a legendary sports figure? How does anyone become legendary? It starts with a coach. Join us as we have conversations with coaches of all ages, experience, and expertise, and find out what does it take to lead athletes to legendary status. Really, you do have a lot of useless knowledge up there in the head of yours. Part two, Caroline Steele. So you talk about your um, your travel soccer teams, or we we call them travel. You guys yes. call them something else. But but talk about the um, the interaction as far as is you these parents of these kids become your extended family. They are, and how they important really is it for you to get along? Absolutely, and, and right. Talk about that. Right. So uh, these girls, my my oldest, her name is Karis, um, and they have this incredible little soccer team group of athletes. It's so exciting to see these girls. They're so incredible. So um, we've been together for a long time. So the parents, you know, they're our closest friends, really. They're like family. You know, we rely on each other. Everybody's so committed. And really right there, that big word, commitment, that's what it takes. Now, were those were those kids uh, from a defined area or was it a an lot open of, trial? Oh, the or? girls. Well, a lot of mm-hmm. them are from the Dallas area. They mm-hmm. live probably in a nicer part of Dallas, Highland mm-hmm. Park. You know, the Highland Park I've Scots, you know, yeah. that they have a really good football and baseball mm-hmm. there at that school. Yeah. Um, and then we're kind of we live right outside Dallas and Flower Mound and they've got a lot of great baseball. Coming yeah. out of Flower Mound area. Well, I tell you, that's that's with Texas. Texas, yeah. you know, the two things. A lot of people may not realize it, but football obviously yes. is big. But baseball, there Baseball's are really tons of major leaguers from Texas. Yes, Flower have, Mound High School. Just yeah. look them up. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, there was. I know there was a span there where Texas had like the number one pick in the draft several years in a row. Uh, pitchers mainly uh, yes. is the guys that come out of there. So yeah, they, and of course, Augie Schiller, who was at oh, university yes. of Texas, yes. you know, yeah. uh, he had a great program there. So, you, you know, that's one thing we've noticed too, is, you know, going back to, we, we've talked about how we have a lot of common friends, but the, the people that I grew up knowing from Lone Oak really were people I played travel baseball with yes. or played basketball against yes. or with. Yeah, sure. and, and so yeah. they're friends to this day. That's when we right. see each other. Yes. One of my great friends, even to this day, is Mary Nell Roberts. Yes. A great Marshall County right. basketball player. Great all-around athlete. She yeah. played tennis, too. Yeah. So my great memories would be running around Marshall County with Mary Nell Roberts and the Leaper family, Amy, John, Kyle, Jenny. Now, John, you know, I played with John yes. at Marshall County. Yeah. Yeah. He was a couple years younger than us, right? A, yeah. Two years. That's yes. what I, yeah, yeah. And his sister, um, what was the? Amy. Amy. That's yes. right. She was a freshman. A couple years younger. Yeah. 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 So uh, so talk. you mentioned Coach Beth. Talk yes. about your okay. so, remembrance of him. So my grandparents had season tickets at the Marshall County Games right behind the bench, the Marshall County bench. So from a young age, we would go up and watch basketball games and then go back, you know, and eat at my grandparents' house. So I remember, you know, watching Coach Beth, you know, and he, I mean, is unlike anyone, right? Just incredible. So, so what are you trying to say, Carolyn? I'm just saying he was pretty intense. <laughs> but Not was, loud, not loud no. at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Not loud. Or... <laughs> so grew up watching that. And then, so then when I got to come to Marshall County, the Marshall County, to play basketball, it was so much fun. Because when you come and play against Coach Bet, I mean, you bring your A game. You know, you elevate, right, to yeah. play because those Marshall County girls are ready 
and incredible. Yeah, you played know? hard and played and, hard. And, uh, Country girls, strong. Yeah, tough. And, and you know the thing that I know when I I transferred up here, the thing that blew me away was just the immensity of that gym. Yes, and the fact it was like playing like maybe I mean you didn't have a high school to play in like that. Yeah, like being in that place, and and to be the not only to be such a huge gym, but the number of people who were there, no matter who we were playing yes. back in the day, oh my gosh. it was yes. just packed. You yeah, know? and that's what I love about the people of Western Kentucky. We don't have that big city professional teams. You know what I mean? So, so many people support and follow the local athletes here and the great local teams. Yeah. Well, now your, your high school has become quite a powerhouse. Well, McCracken County yes. High School, I guess now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You combine Heath and Reedland. Yeah. And yeah you're going to get some. Well, you, you know, uh, as if Lone Oak needed <clears throat> help in tennis, now you're drawing the Heath players, the, the Reedland players in, Oh my goodness, you know, right. back, oh, uh, yeah. football, yeah. Uh, baseball, I softball. I just can't even, yeah, imagine what it's going to be. You know? you know, you know, the baseball team was undefeated going into the state tournament last wow. year, like thirty some or forty wow. wow! And so, you know, it's just it's become. I mean, you like, got the best players around that mm-hmm. make it, and that kind of stinks. You know, you got to be the best, I yeah. guess, to play. Well, it, I tell you, it's uh, they have definitely sent the message to the rest of the region. If you want to keep up, you're going to have to upgrade. Yeah, uh, and and I know it's really uh, as a Marshall County, and uh, the message has been sent it to us because you know, and I bet it has been accepted. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's a fact. And you know, they beat us in uh, the regional. First year as a basketball team, they went to state and beat Marshall County in the finals uh-huh. on a last second shot. So yes. it's it's been uh, it's been a pretty uh, pretty interesting thing. Talk about some of your influences growing up in tennis and and people maybe you want to throw a shout out to and and let them know you appreciated the things they did for you. When you're little and you play in these tournaments, and a lot of times we would enter into these adult open tournaments that were local. And they would always have mixed doubles in these tournaments. And that was my favorite thing. I got to play mixed doubles with Senator Bobby Lieber, one of my favorites. I mean, he just kind of took me under his wing, too. He was great. He comes from a tennis family. His brother, Jeff's a great tennis player. Uh, So I would get to play doubles with him. You know, I was this little girl. And we would win, and it was so much fun. Or Denny Lane. Do you guys remember Denny Lane? He was a great tennis player, and I loved playing with him. And just, yeah, those are just great memories of really great wonderful people just around here. You know, tennis is one of those sports that I always wanted to play, but I think I I ate myself out of that sport. Well, that's not true. Is Actually, that, basketball and tennis go well together. Yeah. A lot of good footwork. I guess I should have started a few years ago. What do you think? <laughs> you can uh, pick it up now. <laughs> tennis is a lifetime sport. Well, this is true. Uh, you know, I actually I watched uh, – you, you mentioned it's a lifetime sport the other night. i, I, I got to make a quick confession. Okay. I love to watch tennis on television. Uh, you, I don't know. Do Shane like- Cosby has known me for how many years, <laughs> and you never knew that, did you? Well, honestly, who wouldn't love to watch women's tennis on television? Well, I, I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not even going there. Okay, I mean, don't go there. For example, we'll just think it on the inside. World team tennis. Yes. How much do I love world team tennis? Do you? Oh my gosh! The other night, I'm watching Elton John. <laughs> Playing with Billie Jean King. Oh, goodness. In a world tennis tournament. That's funny. And now you know that I watch it if I know that Elton Billie John. Billie Jean King's a firecracker. Oh. She would come to UMass because she used to be good friends with my coach. Yeah. We got to meet her. And we got to meet Martina Navratilova. Wow. Well, talk about talk about that, man. That's a great, Those are some great stories. Yeah. 
it was at UMass and it was a Tuesday. I'll never forget this. And we had to get dressed up. We were going to this big auditorium to hear someone speak. And it was Martina Navratilova. Wow. Yeah. And then we got to meet her and she is an incredible woman, really funny. Yeah. I mean, super strong yeah. and powerful, right? But she was just very modest and really funny. But um, just you meet some great people. Were you starstruck with Navratilova and Billie Jean? Well, not really. They don't. They don't exude that. You know, they're not like glamorous. But Billie Jean King, who is hilarious. I mean, she's a firecracker. She's great and smart and incredible. And what a competitor, right? Kicking that guy's butt. Yeah. Yeah. The world watching. That's right. I would bring my kids back in the summer, and this is when they were younger, and we could stay longer. You know, I'd be like, oh, don't, don't make me go. Don't make me leave and go back. Yeah. My parents, you know, are so good with the kids, and they might not call my name a hundred times a day, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. Do we have to leave? So we would come back in the summer, and they would go up and take tennis camp with Coach Heflin. And and kids, you know, around strangers, they they would hold back a little bit, most kids, because they got to be safe, right? Yeah. There's a voice inside them. They would run to those tennis courts, and it was like they'd been there their whole lives. Something about it just felt... You're just comfortable mm-hmm. and happy there. And Coach, Coach Heflin, you know. And what a complex. I know uh, yeah. I drive, I drive by there. That. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's people during the daytime. I would drive by or there's part of work. There's ladies playing during the oh, day. leagues, yeah. All, all the, time. the time. There's action up yeah. there all the time. It's, we're four courts there. Mm-hmm. And it, it is the Larry Heflin tennis yes. courts. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Well, and he's obviously. got his office right there. He still has his office there, which he's probably at most of the time. Really? Oh, yeah. He, You know, yeah. uh, and, and how many state titles has he won? Oh, my gosh. I can't even count like right now. 20? We should know more? that. We should yeah, find we'll, that out. Yeah, we'll find we that out. We need to find that out. Uh, he, um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, and... and um, Truly, truly, truly his life's work. I mean, truly. Yeah. 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 Well, and what got him into tennis, do you know? He didn't pick up tennis until college either. Yeah. He started playing in college. Yeah, that's... And he's a super competitive person. Like, if you're playing cards, mm-hmm. whatever it is, he he's wants to win. win. And you'll find that, you know, with most athletes that tell you the stories. Like, the great ones, you know, like a Michael Jordan. Like, they don't care what it is they're playing. They want to win, yeah. right? One of the great things about Coach Heflin, too, is that when we were little, we would take lessons from his players. You know, like they would maybe be in from college and some of this, so they would give us little lessons. So then you grow up, and then you start giving lessons to these little kids. So then I bring my kids back here, and guess who's feeding my kids balls? Michelle McCamey. Yes. Great tennis player, right? Yes. So it's great how it's just so inclusive mm-hmm. well you know we uh we're we're friends with coach mccain coach mccain i'll never yeah. forget him when he came to lone oak yeah. i used to sit and watch his practices because the boys would sometimes practice before the girls and he had some great players john griffith do you yeah. remember john griffith oh yes but uh um, purchase player of the year I believe. Yeah, that's right mm-hmm. that's right and john and i we were little bitty and we started in basketball i should have talked about this in a little program called the little indians yes that was bcc pe- yes yeah so Guy Fur, do you know a guy named Guy Fur? He lives in Texas now. Okay. He he went to Murray State, and then I think maybe he might have coached at PCC when they had that basketball team. And he started this little program called the Little Indians, and we were like little miniature little dribblers. Yeah. And we would do these little skills and all kinds of fun stuff, and we would travel to Austin P during halftime shows, do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So really, he was my first – basketball coach guy fur and his daughter so he moved to texas he met a girl 
and he's been in Texas. His daughter named Alex is an incredible, she plays basketball at Fresno State. She was like the leading three-point shooter in Texas. Alex Fur is her yeah. name, Guy Fur. You need to get him back in here. Great basketball mom. And so he's a Murray State guy? So he went to Murray State, yes. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. To, what to check yeah. out. Well, so, you know, uh, I knew of the Lily Indians because... Uh, Blair Toller, I mean, Dr. Blair Toller, he yeah. now brings babies into the world, but he was on the Little Indians basketball team you yeah. know it's funny how a friend of uh, my brother's brian short was uh, a yeah Indian. yes yeah he was mm-hmm. yes yeah it's kind of like Marshall Boy, County's little right. dribblers. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah now brian and uh so y'all would have been little indians together we were together wow we were little tiny indians yeah little crazy indians i'll have to let brian know that he got a shout out that's right on the that's uh, right on... he'll know guy fur he's got to find him on facebook yeah i'll yeah. Like to check him out that's yeah you know, I'm, I'm thinking about my kids and I'm thinking, gosh, you know, you have children and you just first hope that they're healthy, you know, and happy. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, and it's going to be great, you know, if they love sports too, you know, like we love sports. Uh, so our whole family was just loved sports. So my dad didn't really play a lot of sports, but he was just in it. Like he wanted to be involved in everything, be at every game possible. So he was really involved from that standpoint. And and I'm sure that is that helped you because you had their support. Well, yeah. And and just like, enabled you to forget about work, not have to worry about getting to ball games and and having a support system there. Yes. So yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's key parents. Yeah, support. you know, having a great mom is kind of just the way it is. But when you have a dad who loves sports and is so involved and helps you and and I see that now with these dads because there are so many incredible female athletes walking around. You know, at our school, we go to Liberty Christian in Argyle. Mm-hmm. Great little school out there in Texas, Argyle, Texas. I see these girls walking around, these standout basketball players. They have great girls basketball where we go to school. Just going to colleges every year. The Hand Sisters, one of the Hand Sisters, Mary, that quarterback from Oklahoma. What was that guy's name? Anyway, but these girls are tall and awesome. And, you know, you have to look back and think it's because their dads yeah. were right there with them, you know, every step of the way, encouraging them and just making it happen. Okay. And you've talked about, you talked about your kids playing soccer and, and doing everything. Talk about your, your involvement as a, as a coach or as a parent, I should say, uh, are you, are you the soccer mom? Do you sit there and be quiet? Are you, are you loud and into it? Do you try to help coach? <laughs> Yes, I absolutely sit on the sidelines, and I never say a word, Dax. <laughs> I have a hard time That's a big, that. fat lie. <laughs> I just try to keep myself calm and composed. <laughs> I never yell at all. So have you, ever been, have you ever been asked to leave the field? You know what? It is probably a blessing, because my daughter can play tennis, too. They all can play tennis, right? But it's probably a blessing that she's out there playing soccer, because I played a little soccer later in high school, but I have no idea what's going on out there, and that is a good thing. Because I can't yell out anything, right? Yeah. I really, I la- I mean, I'm just a loud, kind of fun person by mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. And my daughter just gets completely embarrassed. And I'm like, but you got to be fun. Mm-hmm. I was like, I encourage and I cheer. And we all work hard on those sidelines to just keep our mouths shut and let the pros do their job. The coaches do their job. And that's hard to do. Yes, as a parent, it's hard to keep your mouth shut. Do, have your coaches had to talk to parents and say, "Hey, uh, this is what we okay, expect." This is you. This is and hilarious. by their parents, we mean you. Uh, yes, we we actually have a parent code of conduct. 
that we have to read many times. And it gets emailed to us throughout the year many times. Wow. You know, because nothing we could yell and as crazy as we could be, it's not going to change the outcome of the game. We have to just sit back and just really enjoy it because it goes fast, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's, I try to tell myself that. Mm -hmm. Just stay calm and enjoy it. And let those kids be out there because they have joy for it. They love it. They're having fun. They're working hard. They're winning. So that's all, yeah. you know, really that you can ask for. Yeah. And you just try not to make a complete fool <laughs> of yourself. And I'm not going to pretend that I have try. never try. not done that. But, yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> another question just hit me. I noticed you, you teach yoga. I teach yoga. Ta- how'd you get yes. into yoga? Okay. This is a this is definitely an avenue we have never explored, I Shane. No. Tell us about yoga. Right. Well, I would love to tell you all about yoga. Um, I I got my teacher training license about a year ago, and I started teaching a year ago. But I had gotten into it, I guess, after my third one was born a little bit, and. Uh, it had just been a long time since I'd done anything sort of athletic or had any sort of avenue. When you have kids, you know, you're kind of living in a cave, really, because it's 24-7. You're nursing, changing diapers. So every ounce of your energy is poured into taking care of kids, which is the way it should be. And then um, so I just started doing some little yoga classes. And then I just found that I loved it because it helped me, I don't know, kind of have that fulfillment you had as an athlete, like using your body and strength. And uh, it was really great for my mind too, just breathing and stress reliever. And uh, so I just loved it. And then I just went through the teacher training and I have found that it's really fun to inspire and just motivate people and help them be healthy and happy and just live, you know, every single moment. Don't waste any time really that's what it helps me do the yoga so talking to a guy who's never done yoga okay dax i'm surprised by that honestly well yeah i mean i know it's it's hard to keep this perfect of a figure i know but uh but but talk to me what what is it as as someone who doesn't understand yoga i really don't understand yoga that much talk talk to me as a novice um, why would I want to get into yoga and just okay. kind of talk I me through remember, the early stages? Okay, when I was at UMass, now UMass is, you know, a fairly granola school. Let's just say that there's a lot of tree huggers, right? Up there in UMass before tree hugging became cool, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's kind of cool these days, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so I remember we would have weekly sessions, our whole team, with a team psychologist. Because in tennis, I mean, anything you could do, some of us needed it more than others, let's just say that, yeah. uh, to get that mental edge, right? Anything you could do, like envisioning, uh, that's what our coach just thought we needed to help us win and be better. And she was she was kind of ahead of her game, too. So we would leave this meeting with this team psychologist, and we would walk by the wrestling room. And in the wrestling room, there was somebody teaching yoga. And there were guys in there with really long hair. And there were girls in there with really long hair underneath their arms. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a visual. I just it wanted to. Just... Yeah, I got to give you guys that mental image. It's all good. It's yeah, all good. Let me open my eyes again. So okay. we would watch. We would kind of watch and we would kind of laugh, right? Because mm-hmm. we're like, look at a bunch of these hippies doing yoga. Kooks, right? So now that I teach yoga. Do you know what I think? I think that 
yoga is probably one of the best mental training exercises you can do. You have all these professional teams now kind of getting into the yoga. So it doesn't really just work on the flexibility and the strength. It really works on your mind, right? And your heart, which for an athlete, you know, that that's what takes you to that next level. You know, you have the ability to play and the love for it, but what's going to get you to that next level? It's having that edge, mm-hmm. that mental edge, toughness, that mental toughness. Yeah. We know going back before the yoga, when you were talking about the psychology session, right. and you know, you said some needed them more than others. Right, right. One question that I would, that would come to mind with me is you as a multi-sport athlete, probably needed it less than maybe some of these maybe. kids who just only played and only played tennis. Yes. Would you say that's a fair statement? Yes, yes. I think it's good to play a lot of sports. You know, I mean, today, these days, you guys know this, they want kids to specialize really early on. And I think that's crazy because I think you learn so much from each sport that you play that carries over into your main sport, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes you better. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, and... and uh, I, I, as I've told you earlier, I listen to tons of podcasts, and I'll tell you, the, there's an ad right now on a lot of podcasts, and if they wanted to advertise on DaxMyHand.com, uh, Shane, do we have the phone number here? You can call. Plug it right DaxMyHand.com. That's right. The Legend Podcast. The Legend. Uh, slash The Legend <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say that again in a minute. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, they talk about DDP yoga all the time. Have you heard of this? DDP? Yes, DDP yoga. yoga. No. Well, uh, I listen to a lot of – you're going to find this crazy. Uh, I loved pro wrestling back in the day. Good. I was a big pro wrestling fan through the Rowdy 80s. Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy, you know, uh, Ric Flair, who is my personal idol in wrestling. <laughs> Um, wrestling. Yeah. We were in Western Kentucky, right? Wrestling. wrestling. That's right. So, uh, but, th- but there was a wrestler named Diamond Dallas Page. Do you remember him? I remember that name. Okay. So after he got out of wrestling, he had lots of uh, physical ailments. Yes. Oh. And he developed supposedly a style of yoga that he is now marketing as DDP yoga. Oh, hey, I have read about him. Yeah. And yes. so uh, yes, so anyway, yes, yes. I hear that. I mean, on every Chris Jericho's podcast, he talks about it. Uh, Rick Flair's podcast. I mean, yes. they they talk about it a lot. So I actually made a, a comment to my wife that I'm thinking about this whole yoga thing, and and her comment to well, me let is, her go too. Yes. Well, let me tell you, okay. she says it hurts my feet. It hurts my feet. So can you can you well, dispel that, man? Yes. Okay. So that's the number one thing you hear from people when you're like, you got to come try it because it's scary to go into a room like that, right? Where there's these skinny bodies and like not wearing very much clothes. It's totally intimidating, but that's the thing. Yoga is for every single body. Okay. And it can make incredible changes. So the number one thing that I hear sure is, well, I'm not flexible at all. Well, who is when they start, right? Mm -hmm. Who is, who can do what you can do when you're a kid? Not many of us can, but the yoga just works on those hips and shoulders and lengthening those muscles. And to me, I think when you combine that with these kids playing these sports today, they're so busy and overworked, it can help them prevent these injuries, mm-hmm. you know, long-term. Yeah. So I can't wait for these girls and my other kids, you know, when they get big enough to start mm-hmm. and have that in their lives to help their sports. Because to me, I will tell you this. Yeah. So, you know, training and just your physique and being in shape when you're playing sports, right? But I can say without a doubt this yoga training has probably made me stronger than 
even when I was probably in a top shape as an athlete. So you mentioned age. What What is an age where you could start doing yoga? Well, I would say definitely middle school for girls. I mean, you can start them when they're kids. They have kids yoga, which is good. I mean, the kids are so busy now with sports and everything else. Sometimes they just need a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely like to incorporate that training for these kids mm-hmm. with their elite training. You know, yeah. get some yoga in there. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys haven't tried it, Find there's some good places around here. There's a good little group in Paducah called Lindsay's Hot Yoga Flow. It's a great yoga class, and uh, and it's kind of cropping up different places now. So check it out. You know what? You can find her on Facebook. She'll find you too. Were you you asked when Cal Perry was? Uh, yes. Okay, that's a funny story. Are you ready for this? Okay, I'll tell okay. this funny story. All right. So I will first tell you about what happened with my brother. When I went back, so I was home for Thanksgiving. Okay. And that was, they were playing against UMass in a tournament that last weekend of Thanksgiving. I don't know if it was the Maui one. I I forget. So I being little sister that I was, you know, cause we're good. Little sisters are good. I stole my brother's UK sweatshirt and I packed it and took it back with me to UMass cause it was cold up there and his sweatshirt was big and comfortable. So I took it in my suitcase, and that weekend, Kentucky lost to UMass in whatever tournament they were playing in. Was, I don't remember. Yeah, it was like um, it, this would have been ninety five, ninety six, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, it was or like a preseason or not preseason. It was ninety four, and then that's when Kentucky. Or wait, maybe ninety five because yeah. then Kentucky beat them that spring. That's right, ninety six. Okay, so and I had taken his sweatshirt. So my roommate, my tennis teammate roommate, she's from Ukraine. She came over when she was 18, could hardly speak English. Like they fled their country, right? She doesn't know anything about UK or Kentucky or Kentucky basketball for that matter. It was, I guess, Sunday night after Kentucky had lost to UMass and she got back to the dorm room and we had these old phones and you could call and leave voicemail. So the the red button was flashing. So she picked up the phone and remember her English is not very good at this point. And there is a message from some man that said, this is what the message was saying. I'm going to kill you. You took my sweatshirt. You're the reason they lost. I'm going to kill you. So she, so I get home from wherever I was hanging out somewhere, having a good time. And she's sitting in the dark room, like with a blanket around her shaking. She's like, Caroline, somebody wants to kill you. Do you think they want to kill me too? So it was my brother. He blamed me for that loss. If I had not taken his lucky sweatshirt, I didn't know it was his lucky sweatshirt. Kentucky would have won. But it all worked out because we beat them in the final four in the spring. But is that hilarious? Like, that is how diehard you know, we are here in Kentucky. You know, I wonder. For our big blue basketball. I always wondered how we lost that game. Well, that was the reason. It's clear right now. You stole the shirt. I the sweatshirt. stole his sweatshirt, so, so and now, I put it in the mail first thing on Monday. Have you ever told this story to anyone else? No. Well, they know that, and yeah. I did tell, I did share it a month ago at my big fun birthday party. But is that, that is, hilarious? That is awesome. So, so now, did you have interaction with Cal Perry at all? Yes. So, yeah, I met him many times. Um, the and the men's team, you know, definitely they stand out. You know, when you're like six eleven. So certainly, you know, when you're in their classes and I would wear some of my just Kentucky stuff that I had from growing up and I'd be like, what you doing wearing that shirt, girl? You know, they would be so mad at me and I'm like, 
well, you just, you know, it's kind of part of me. I don't know if I can let it go. You guys are going to play stuff. them anytime. Yeah. I'm like, why would it even matter? And I'm like, oh boy. And now Calipari is at UK. Isn't that funny? Yeah. How it all works out. Yeah. What a, what a small world it is. <laughs> the podcast which why wouldn't you you're listening to the legend tell somebody about it well one thing you do is you share it on your facebook and then get your friends to share it you've been listening to dax my hand the legend <laughs>